everyone. I'm Millie Naylor-Hast, and this is Authors on the Air. And today I have with me a very special guest, Taylor Moore. And Taylor is the author of a new book, Firestorm, which just came out in August. Welcome, Taylor. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy that you're with us today. Tell Good us to be about here. Tell us, well, I have to tell you first that Firestorm kept me on the edge of my seat. Um, it, <laughs> it's a really good story, but tell our listeners about it. Yeah, so uh, Firestorm is the follow-up to Downrange. So anybody who's read that will know that uh, it's a series. It's the Garrett Cole series about a, a, a former Special Forces uh, guy turned DEA who is uh, just trying to get back home to Texas, just have a normal life. And uh, as I always joke, I say, uh, un unfortunately for poor Garrett, it, he's not going to have a normal life because that puts me out of a job, right? Right. And so, he's uh, never so going to have a normal life. <laughs> he's, he's never going to uh, not have some problems. And uh, and so anyhow, so Firestorms follow up to downrange, and, and I leave a, a few things hanging in, uh, in downrange. I, I, I tie up most things, but I left... Uh, uh, what I left was that the fact that a, a vicious cartel had come after his family and downrange. Uh, and while he took care of the immediate problem, the, the head of the snake still exists. And so the book starts out with him going down uh, to the border uh, with Mexico and, and taking on the, the, the leader of the Garza cartel, uh, Emilio Garza. And so the book sort of starts out there. And then uh, he sort of takes care of those problems, comes back home, ready to, again, to have this normal life and finds that um, there's a, a, a group there, uh, an energy company that he immediately suspects is an oil company. And it turns out to be a, a mining company that's looking for rare earth minerals. And uh, while he uh, hopes this will only be sort of a nuisance, he soon learns that this, uh, this company is going to basically destroy his ranch, the land that he's come to. Uh, come back to the land that he loves, the land that's going to be their livelihood. And uh, uh, he pushes back a little and they push back a lot harder. And the more he sort of investigates and starts looking into this thing, this this company has nefarious ties all over the world. And uh, basically they're bad news. And uh, and I'll kind of leave it at there, you know, leave it there. This is kind of the, the very beginning of the book. And if anybody is like me coming into a book or a movie or whatever, I don't want to know anything. I just, if you can kind of give me a little teaser, and then, and then it just launches in from there. So that, that's where we are in Firestorm. Let it unfold as it goes from there. Well, yeah. one of the things I love about thrillers and that I especially loved about this book is we, we have all the action and adventure. I love the adrenaline, you know, get the adrenaline going and find out what's going to happen next. Uh, that's, that's really fun. But I also like to learn something. And I think the best thrillers teach you about something. And this book teaches you a bit about rare earth mining, which I had no idea. I know we need lithium for batteries and cobalt is used in technology and a few other things, but I had no idea how destructive it was. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the rare earth things, uh, in fact, I was on an interview, a radio interview earlier and, uh, and the person asked me, said, how, you know, I'm former CIA and former military intelligence. And so people are always kind of looking at me, you know, and kind of, you write these things about two years in advance. And now all of a sudden we're talking about rare earth minerals. And I said, well, very naturally we're talking about them because uh, China, you know, depending on the statistics you look, China holds about, holds about 80% of those on, on the planet. And, you know, it has the refining capacity and all that, that we don't have. Well, there's a lot of things that we want, whether it's your computers, if it's electric cars, it's all these things that we need are, and you know, if you read the book, you'll find out a lot of our uh, high-tech military stuff depends on rare earth minerals. And uh, the mining process, yeah, as you, as you mentioned, it, it can be, uh, 
you know, there's different companies doing it different ways, but it can be very destructive to, to, to the land. And so that's one, one element, but it's also strategically very important for our country. So we're talking about this, you know, this is in the news all the time right now. So it's a very, it, it just kind of hit at a, at a, you know, it, it's very timely, I guess I would say that uh, we're all talking about it because we need them desperately. Yeah, and, it's exceptionally um, timely. Do we have a store of rare earth minerals in the United States that just haven't been explored yet? I mean, that's sort of what you hint at a little bit because they're coming to Garrett Cole's ranch and basically digging a big hole in the ground. It's it's an interesting process that we're in, and yes, we do have them here. Uh, I think the biggest uh, deposit is in California that's being mined, uh, but now we're starting to look in other places, El Paso, I think somewhere in the Midwest. But it's kind of like oil and gas. It's like any of these other things. Until you really start getting in there and really digging and finding them, uh, to find them in, in uh, they're, they're, these rares, they're everywhere, but to find them in the, in the sort of, I, I guess, the the level of, where we want to make them uh what i'm trying to get at yeah they're they're everywhere but to find them concentrated in one spot is very difficult and so that's that's yeah. the idea is to find this and so right now they're in developing countries all over the world but um but yeah they're hard to, to sort of get them get them out and have them refined is a, is a very difficult process and we're kind of behind in that and we're, we're finally playing catch up so garrett finds his family ranch in jeopardy mm -hmm. yeah and well, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. So, so basically, you know, he's dealt with the oil and gas thing for for years, and that and that's just been in part of our lives. You know, we're here in Texas, and and that's just part of it. Uh, never did expect that uh, that he would have to contend with mining now, but that's that's the next thing that's that's happening, and that's what he's having to deal with. Well, now you have a CIA agent in the book too, Kim, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. she has a special role to play. Tell us about her. Yeah, so Kim's fun. So if you've read Down Ranger, remember she has, uh, you know, she's a big part of it, but I wasn't in her point of view in that in that book. And, and I'd leap into her point of view in book two. And so while Garrett is sort of seeing things on the ground and, and recognize that something's not right, that these people are just way too heavy handed and, and pushing them around in, in a not so normal way, Kim is investigating and she's using her uh, skills as a CIA intelligence officer to tap into her resources and talk to the people that she needs to talk to. To figure out who who's really behind this and the digger uh the more she digs the the, the deeper she digs uh the scarier it gets and and so again I, I won't give too much but uh but yeah these these this series that i'm working on is kind of a an, an unusual series in that it's sort of a neo-western a modern western mixed with a spy thriller and somehow these things manage to come together and they legitimately do and and if you read the book you'll yeah for readers they'll see see what i'm talking about as a fellow Texan, I can relate. <laughs> yeah, you know, then you absolutely know. Yeah. Um, another really interesting character is Asadi. Tell us mm -hmm. about him. Yeah, Saadi is, uh, so for those, again, who have read Downrange will remember, he's uh, an immigrant from Afghanistan. He, uh, Garrett initially brings him to Texas on a protective custody assignment. And Garrett and, uh, and Asadi just... Uh, He's an orphan. Unfortunately, his family is, is, is killed over in Afghanistan by the Taliban. And uh, so he's a, a kid who's going through the healing process. And and uh, and so Garrett in book two is wanting to adopt him and wanting to, to, to make him part of the family. And uh, so uh, Asadi, although, you know, born and raised in the Hindu Kush, uh, just a young kid of 10, 12. And I'm, I'm having to remember I'm writing book four now, so I'm trying to remember where, where he is in book two. <laughs> 
um, but you know, he's a kid that uh, that just takes to Texas. Uh, you know, just jumps in with both feet and and loves ranch life, loves horses, mm-hmm. and uh, loves the cowboy. Loves being a cowboy, uh, basically. So it's a fun story because it's you know, as I always like to say, it uh, it doesn't you know you don't have to be born in Texas to be a cowboy. You know, a lot of people come here and just mm-hmm. and just fit right in, and that life well, suits know. them. And He's you know what I'm saying? I, I may not have been born in Texas, but I got here as fast as I could. You've probably yep. heard that. <laughs> I've heard it and I've seen the bumper stickers and I love it. I love that uh, expression. A lot of people feel that way. I talk to people all the time that, uh, in fact, one of my writer friends the other day, I said, he lives in Dallas. I said, were, were you from here? He goes, no, we moved here for a job and we're staying. We love it. Yeah. So, uh, so anyhow, so that, that's just how it is, but that's society in a nutshell. Yeah. He, he got here as quick as he could, I guess. Now you grew up on a ranch outside Houston. Tell mm-hmm. us, how did you become a writer? You became a CIA agent, but then how did you become a writer? How did point A lead to point B? Yeah, you know, uh, writing is just something that I've always loved. Um, I you know, was a journalism major in undergrad and, um, and you know, a little bit different than fiction, but I, I, I like to write. And I wrote my first book in the year 2000, uh, and it was kind of a bucket list kind of thing. I just did it to see if I could do it, and it stayed on my laptop, and to this day, I've never done anything with it. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, throughout my life, I'd write here, right there. And then uh, when I was up here living in the Texas Panhandle, uh, I got more serious about it. Um, I had a uh, uh, I was w- working in the oil and gas industry and there's a, a guy named John R. Erickson who writes the Hank the Cowdog series and mm-hmm. uh, I, the first couple of wells that I drilled when I was working in oil and gas were out on his ranch and and I told him I was a writer and he said what are you writing I said nothing he goes we well, better get busy <laughs> if you call yourself a writer I was like I, I guess I better and so yeah. I did and so I just started writing for fun again and then one thing led to another and here I am a published author doing this for a living. So how did you well, you said you majored in journalism, but that's a lot different than writing fiction. How mm-hmm. did you make that transition? Or did you go to school to study it, go to conferences, go to workshops? How did you learn the art of dramatization? It's funny, you know, it's, it's a great question. And I, and I literally, somebody asked me this yesterday. Uh, and I said, I've been through a pain, painful uh, writing journey. I said, I started out as a journalism major and I went on to graduate school and, and the first paper that I turned in, I got a C on and I went to talk to the professor and he said, what was your major in undergrad? And I said, journalism. He goes, this reeks of a journalism paper. <laughs> so I had to rewrite in an academic way. Then I went to the CIA and had to rewrite in the way that they yeah. teach you. And I had to went to work with the military and had to rewrite in the military <laughs> way. And so when I, when I started writing uh, fiction, it wasn't very good. I'll be honest. I went to a kind of a critique group that was more of a, a social one. And oh, I had all these, this long prose that just, and, and, and so it, it, you get people to help you, you know, and I and just learned by doing and people, you know, helping me and getting in critique. And um, and that's how I got good. And then the, the, really when I got sort of recognized, uh, there's two New York Times bestselling romance writers here in Amarillo where I lived and the, wow. they brought me into their critique group right. and they took my writing, which was pretty good. It was good enough to sort of be recognized. And they said, let's take you to the next level. And, and they did. Yeah, that's that's excellent. I wish yeah. we had more time. I bet we could talk all day. But yeah. uh, you said you're working on book four now. So mm-hmm. my qu- next question is: Now we've just read book two. So what yeah. comes next? Tell yeah, us so, what's yeah, next so, for us to expect and look forward to. Yeah. So uh, so book three is going to be fun. I just turned that into my editor, and so I'm expecting uh, edits back anytime. And I'm I'm not wasting time. I'm already 
launch into book four because once we got now that we have the the series going we kind of know where it's going you know so i can keep yeah. going so so book three is going to be more uh, uh you know garrett is just trying to get back to the ranch and have a normal life and uh and so book three is going to be interesting it's going to be fun it's going to be high octane just like the other ones uh it's going to have a nuclear uh element uh for those around the texas panhandle they've heard of pantex and so in the united states there's there's one facility that uh, assembles and disassembles nuclear weapons and it's pantex and it's right here uh smack dab where we live and and oh, so yeah. there's a lot of security and a lot of weird stuff that goes on around here that that people don't know about and we have special operations guys that, that come here and they're the ones that help transport that stuff because it's the most dangerous weapons on the planet that that we have right here and so there's going to be an element to that and I'll, so that's the little teaser for book three so it's going to be fun and well i can't uh, wait yeah. to read that that's yeah. that's right up my alley and i bet it will be for a lot of other readers too uh it's really been a pleasure to talk with you thanks so much for being with us today where can our readers find you online uh yeah taylormorebooks.com uh check it out and you know all my social media is attached there in the books and descriptions and everything but um but yeah, get on my mailing list or, or follow me uh, on social media and you can find out when, what, what's happening next. Okay, great. Well, we'll look forward to it. And thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. This has been Authors on the Air. I'm Millie Haas talking with Taylor Moore. Please look for us next time on Authors on the Air. Thank you.